Hey, what's up, you guys? This is another episode of Movie Talk. I am joined by Keanu. So, it's a great week because it's E3, baby. Ooh, and I love it. we just been texting each other, which is kind of funny. And we have Square Enix, which I'm waiting for the fucking Avengers game to come out. And see I, how can't that turns to see, out. I can't wait to see more. I'm excited. But, like, what, what, was your, what stood out so far with um, E3? Because I'm trying <sighs> to, like, think about it. Because, like, I don't think the major names came. And I mean, we have Nintendo tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm really have- waiting for that. Yeah, we have Nintendo tomorrow. Sony um, announced, you know, I think maybe six or seven months ago, they weren't going to do a conference this year. Which is sad. Yeah, it's you know, it's a kind of lackluster. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of BS for them to do that. In my opinion, at least, I always look forward to E3. I always look forward to everybody bringing their A game. Uh, exactly. So for Sony to just kind of ditch, ditch us out of nowhere, um, that was kind of weak. Um, everyone's assuming it's because, honestly, they don't. Like they they have their PS5 that they must not be ready to show yet, and then you know they they must not have that many PS4 games coming in between that. Like you, you know for the last like two years they've shown Last of Us two, and I love that game, mm-hmm. but uh, they've shown that they go they've shown Ghost of um you know whatever whatever the last Ghost of yeah. Tsushima whatever yep, you call yep, it. Yeah. But besides those two games, I mean they have other games. Don't get me wrong, but like it's just one of those things where it's it's like. They it must be a, a, the case of they want to amp up their own publicity around the PS5, and so because of that, they're just I don't know. I guess that's why they set it out. But um, in regards to things that stood out the most this year so far, um, you know, every every year I'm I'm most excited for Nintendo. I just it's I've been a Nintendo fanboy since I was a kid, and every, and just like their their titles always have a way of just getting at just making me excited. So um, obviously tomorrow tomorrow. You know, I'm, I'm super, it's a big day tomorrow. 40, 40 minutes at noon. It's going to be at noon. But uh, of everything announced so far, um, I'm trying to think. We messaged. We messaged. We messaged about a lot. I know we did. Think of, of, of if there's anything that really stuck with me, anything that. Um, well, Doom was cool. It didn't blow me away, but it was like oh, you know, oh. it made me excited. You know. Well, yeah, yeah. So my, so my, you know, my go-to answer is Cyberpunk. That like literally yeah. like just. But I mean, you it's nothing it. new. We've known about it. I've always, been, I've already, I was already very excited about it. Now John Wick is in it. I'm not even gonna call him Keanu Reeves. I'm just gonna call him John Wick. Now yeah. John Wick is in it. Um, and I, you know, I love Keanu Reeves. So I mean, that 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 scene right there, like I, that, that when they showed John Wick at the end, um, I was like, oh my, like I actually let out a whoop. I was like, oh, uh, so that right there um, is what is so far probably one of my biggest highlights. And then, uh, you know. Uh, it was neat that Xbox showed more about their um, – talked a little bit about their console, but, I mean, they didn't really do much with that, so that wasn't anything too, you know, amazing. And, um, you know, I, I, I did enjoy – I believe it or not, I actually enjoyed um, Lego Star Wars being announced and Lego uh, uh, Forza add-on just because I love – like, Lego Star Wars, like, the complete saga. They were so fun. They're so right. fun. They're so yeah. – and they're, like, literally – if you look online, they're they're so meme-worthy. Like – Everyone quotes them, or everyone mm-hmm. references them, like studs and all that. So um, that was like a, just a small, like, oh, that's that's neat. And um, Bethesda, I was, you know, I was appreciative that they they, they were kind of like joking, joking, but like upfront about the fact that they got ragged on for pretty much a lackluster launch uh, for seventy Fallout seventy six and Fallout, for yeah, and they yeah. they admitted just, it. It was pretty funny. It's just funny because like I played that game actually, I think the most out of all my games this year. Uh, 
and it's just I had a friend who had it, and we just played so much, and like the game wasn't amazing, but the state they they made the right amount of like op- open world type environment that we were able to just kind of like land in it and just do dumb stuff and laugh. But um, yeah, it was a uh, still I, early, you know. I mean, early. so far it's whatever. We got, but we got Square Enix after we record this. I know. I'm so excited. Avengers, so that's gonna be all of it. That's gonna be very exciting. That has been long awaited for for so long and um you know the teaser trailer was nothing and i i agree i think cyberpunk was the, i'm trying to think back to our text messages i'm like i think cyberpunk was the only real standout right that's what and, i was trying to think of and plus it, like the graphics look cleaner like I, the <sighs> new trailer they dropped it yeah. just looks so much cleaner even though it's just been a year but we didn't see gameplay we just like saw a lot of trailers and stuff um but yeah the thing I, about the thing about that that game is and we'll see how true it is but um CD Projekt Red is actually pretty. I mean, in my experience, pretty upfront. You know, the thing about that game is the cinemat, the switch from cinematic, like in-game cinematics to actual gameplay, is supposed to be minimal. It's supposed to be like one of those things where, like, it's it, it doesn't even look different when it switches from a cutscene to gameplay. So, it looks like hopefully, you know, from the sounds of it, gameplay will be very similar to what we saw. I mean, obviously a little bit downgraded, but very similar. Well, yeah, including Avengers itself. Like Cyberpunk was delayed for so long, dude. I remember seeing the first trailer long ass time ago and they just dropped oh, I got the, yeah. they like they delayed it and it kind of was like a ghost for a while so i mean it's good seeing it come back but i'm yeah like i'm really excited to see what you know nintendo's gonna bring out the heat because i already expect you know pokemon gonna be there luigi's mansion uh link's awakening that remake um so it's like and plus we're gonna get the new versions of the switch coming out like there's a gamer version and there's a cheaper version apparently so i i hopefully they reveal that like they're not they're, they said they're not gonna reveal it they said it's only gonna be software but we'll see what happens but it's coming out in july isn't it well that's the rumor but I, but okay. honestly it, it's been a rumor that the the small the the hardware hardware revisions have been rumored for like the last year for like the last year so i do believe that they're making it i just don't i don't know about the july release day i think that might be getting pushed yeah it looks a little too soon but i mean we have less than 24 hours to find out but we'll we'll switch off we'll push just the bonus around and we're gonna go to movie news so another thing i dropped this week is you know quentin tarantino saw the the zorro and Django comic run being produced by dc vertigo and he actually wanted to hire a writer to pen a movie adaptation so his right now he's doing once upon a time in hollywood which is his ninth film and he wants to retire after 10 so he has one film left to do it if he follows up with what he said but when we're mixing it up like he you know the rumors with star trek is he gonna do that um but i would love to see a Django zorro crossover because like Zorro, when I remember it came out, like it was what such a '90s, like early 2000s movie. It was a PG-13 thing, but if we bumped it up, like to rate R to Django, I can see that blending in so well. But what are your thoughts on like a Zorro and Django like crossover event, is which should be brought up by Quentin himself? Yeah, I, I, it sounds like a really cool idea. I didn't get a chance to read the comic, but I knew of it when it was released. I definitely think that the two characters would mesh really well. Uh, from the sounds of it, they mesh really well in the comic, uh, and. I don't know. I, 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 I don't think he's going to retire at 10 just because, I mean, the guy is still... He's still killing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like I get why he said that, but I just – I think it would be a disservice to just stop after this next – you know, whatever film he does after Once Upon a Time. You know, I just think that would be – that would be – I mean, sure, so maybe slow down if you want, but I think to completely stop would just be kind of ridiculous. But um, 
I think it's a really cool idea. I, I really love Django. I thought it was a, a really fun film. Um, and I love, you know, I remember Zorro when I was younger. Um, it's a, it's a pretty interesting property. You know, I found it interesting when I was younger. So, and I, and I love crossovers, you know, like, yeah, I, I'm, of course. They, they're definitely, they're definitely, they used to be the thing that you did when you were losing, um, interest but now with the cinematic universes popping up it's gone from being you know the 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 last ditch attempt to being the goal like the end goal so uh i think the idea is really cool and i and i i would be interested to see where this goes and if he really follows through with it yeah it, like I, I do agree what you said because it would be a shame if he did stop after 10 because after once upon a time he has one more film and then the star trek news which is like I thought he's going to follow through with it because, you know, Star Trek needs like it definitely needs a revitalization, new blood for the Trekkies. Um, are they would they get Antonio Banderas? That'd be crazy to like. Come I'd be, yeah, I thought that I'd cool, be man. so I, for I, I that. Be cool. Because imagine. OK, so like we're obviously movie people and we look up the news, but imagine like how a crowd would react that like all of a sudden like say like Zorro gets caught and then they take the bag off his head it's Antonio Banderas and then you, all of a sudden you see Jamie Foxx you're like wait hold the fucking phone <laughs> this is a Django Unchained Zorro crossover I think that'd be such a crazy idea and it's so it's so Tarantino because it's like nuts to like think about I don't know but it's like like you said with the multi, like the crossovers in the Marvel Universe and now that I think about it Freddy versus Jason was a pioneer of crossovers yeah my, yeah it really, it was, really yeah, was absolutely yeah even even especially before freddy versus jason jason goes to hell you see freddy's claw come out and get jason's um hockey mask like, yeah they the set end. that up <laughs> they set that up they set a, it long, up. a long time a long ass time because that came out in the 90s and freddy versus jason was like 2002 i'd say and i would i'm for it um you know quentin you can do this for the rest of your life. You're not a. You're not an athlete. You don't. There's no. Right. Your age body's limit. not getting like destroyed doing this. Exactly. You're. You're not Joss Whedon record uh, making Age of Ultron getting old and you know getting beat up physically. But he. I. I wish. I hope he stays because you know hatefully. I. I love Tarantino films, even though how crazy they are. Like I just recently recently watched Kill Bill, and it's just such a masterpiece in my eyes, and it has his stamp all over it. Um, but it being, you know, a property like Zorro, that's not his. And like, I don't, I think they would just let him have total control. Cause you know, Zorro is not going to go anywhere else if this never happened. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so we can like talk about dark Phoenix. I still haven't seen it. Um, I don't plan I, I, on I don't seeing, plan it. seeing it. Yeah. No, I was, I was talking to my boy and I was like, he texted me. He's like, did you see dark Phoenix? I'm like, <laughs> no why he's like well i think i'm gonna he's like i think i'm gonna wait for like red box i'm like that's correct that's hmm. the correct thing to do but i was like talking i'm like maybe we could go see a five dollar movie night at amc but then i like and then all the reviews came out and i'm like this isn't even worth my 20, my five dollars like or even of a two-hour movie so it's at a 23 percent on rotten tomatoes and it's a 43 percent at metacritic and it actually opened up with 33 million um domestically which rounds about which rounds about 140 million worldwide so it was actually predicted to make 170 million so this is actually like the lowest for the franchise and right now has a b minus cinema score so that's the lowest for the franchise but there's like a lot of things that like have been coming up since then 
um, like apparently some of the actors that were on set, like Jessica Chastain and Sophia Turner, and they had quotes saying Simon and I would sit down for two hours every day and just comb through each page of the script. Um, Turner revealed adding that there was rewriting being done all the time. So they're pretty much saying it was rewritten on a daily basis. It's just a complete mess. And it's, 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 it's a shame. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Um, but you know, you know, the mouse is going to take over from here. I'm just kind of glad it's over, but we still have, (laughs) we still have, we still have new mutants. So don't get, you know, get too caught up. But what are your thoughts on like, you know, dark Phoenix being on this level right now? Uh, we called it. Everyone called it. It was. Yeah. It, it, it was. It's, I can't put into words how expected it was. So I mean, I don't f- feel bad. I don't feel you know anything. It's just like it was a it was a dud and it was expected. It has a strong cast. I mean, everyone on there's you know everyone Such in it a is. But uh, Apocalypse was was mediocre. You know, it was it it really it definitely with the whole. Uh, younger generation era of X-Men, it just, it went downhill from the start. Like, like first class was really well, was really, really, really good. Breath of, Breath of Fresh Air. Then Days of Future Past was like really good. Then Apocalypse was like, okay, I mean, I guess. And this was like, I don't need this. So I wish I could be more surprised than I already am. I will say that um, the whole rewriting thing is is like you said, isn't a good sign. It's just funny because like I was reading an interview about Deadwood. I just finished binge watching the original series before I watched the movie. And one of the th- big things about it was the director of that constantly rewrote stuff. Con- like literally like they would like film there. They would uh, shoot out the script. He would read it, but like, you know what? Let's do this. And, but uh, they did an interview and uh, Ian McShane, um, you know, uh, th- from John Wick and, and the new Hellboy, uh, he was like, listen, like this guy when he does a rewrite, it's because he thought of something so much better. Like he thought okay. he he originally wrote something good, and now he thought of something even better. Okay, and yeah. it's like rewrites are only good when you have someone who works like that, who's literally mm-hmm. who's like a master at their craft, and they have a, a a cast that they can trust to be able to to get new lines and 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 deliver them like that. Um, you know, so which is a long winded way way of saying that nobody in this team was was prepared for that no one in this team is known for that so to hear that they were rewriting stuff every day is just like you, sh- you should have cut while you were ahead man you should just made this like a a tv movie or something i don't know well it sucks because simon it's simon simon kimberg at yeah, kimberg's and like he's his first film yeah he's as a, a writer, yeah as a writer yeah um and it, it's it like there's more quotes saying like you could have a conversation and something comes from that and then the next morning Simon would show up to work and say hey I wrote some some pages that I think could be interesting for this direction we're going so it's like fuck man like this it is sounds how you know, like Marvel it sounds runs exactly a tough like it, no sorry but it just it literally like it's just so funny because I just read this article like I just today and it's like it sounds like he wants to be that type of director, but it's his first time, so he shouldn't be doing that. He sounds like he wants to be, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying Deadwood because I just read the article and this, the director is known for that. Um, like, I think it's David Meech or something. Like, he, he want, it sounds like Simon wants to be that type of director, but in, in an instance where this is your first time directing, um, happen. It, you know, you can't do that. You just can't, it's not, not as, and I also think because he's, he's a screenwriter, he probably is like used to that idea. And it just, it looks like, it sounds like it didn't mesh. It didn't work out. And you know, that's a shame. Yeah. It's his first time. And it's like, it's, it's a transit because every part's different and transitioning's different. And 
So you're telling me even though that guy rewrote for Deadwood, it was amazing. You could say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, he doesn't have Simon's not a vet. He's a rookie to this directing game. And we can even add on cuz remember last week we talked about that the ending be too, like too similar to another movie and they had to change it. So yeah, uh, yeah. that movie they were talking about was actually Captain Marvel and some shades of Civil War. Um so they have a quote that was uh given out it says the my original ending didn't have the entire x family together the way they are in the film now more than captain marvel you could see a lot of civil war in that ending usually these big huge action movies have that climatic moment in the third act i love the way that civil war had its big action set piece where everyone's facing off towards the end of the second act rather in the third so that so that after that huge battle you're left with the winter soldier captain america and iron man um he kept on. He, this is from Kimberg himself. So he kept on saying, "It's the telescope down view of the raw emotions," and I love how intimate that was. That's what I was going for in the Dark Phoenix's ending, even though it might have looked like Captain Marvel for about two minutes. So, like to his quote, I'm saying, I think the comparisons to how close it was wasn't kind of like that huge. So, like people were blowing it up to be like you know um, James McAvoy because coming from celebrities, that you kind of think like, oh, they literally copied the shit out of it, like scene for scene but i kind of understand what he wanted to do with the pacing and of things but even though we already are looking down at this movie even before we even seen it um like i, I guess that's okay i mean captain Mar- i think the surprising part is civil war but i don't know what your thoughts on this uh yeah i mean it sounds you and me both hypothesized that it was captain marvel that he was referring mm-hmm. to um i think it probably would have did them good if to follow through with that, that idea i think i think just like thinking about it, it makes sense, and it sounds like an interesting prospect of like the entire X Men, you know, being in that second, going into third act, whatever battle, big battle, and then you know, as it reaches the end, it it dwindles down to um, Magneto, Professor X, and Jean. Like I feel like that would that probably would have been a very character driven uh, third act, and it also kind of would have made sense as a conclusion to to the uh, X Men films. Uh, so it sounds like he had a good idea, and and. For some, you know, I don't know if it was the suits or if it was just he himself got, I don't know if he himself got a little, you know, nervous, not having the big, the big ending, the big climactic ending. But um, it's a shame he couldn't follow through because I think regardless of the parallels to Civil War, it would have been a good thing. It would have been a good thing to be compared to Civil War because that movie's great. Yeah, it. I love how we say the suits. Like that's a new thing, right there. Because that's it, man. It's true. It's true. It like they're the ones that control and they think they know the property and what the fans want. But yet again, Which like directly this whole... feeds into the next, our next bit. Yeah, and a perfect example is literally the whole X Men franchise. It's not catered to the fans. It's kind of just like. Like I don't know if you've heard this analogy that like oh singer makes good mutant movies but not x-men movies so it's like they kind of just didn't embrace what marvel did is like as the the actual property you know basing the suits on the adaptation for the movie suits and going back to like how much it debuted dark phoenix actually compared to apocalypse it was 65.7 million so it's a it's a you know it dropped obviously um but like before apocalypse it was even debuted you can't like are you in agreement with me when I say like I was really excited for Apocalypse because they killed Days of Future Past and like nailed it? I was excited about the idea, and mm-hmm. then they they showed the first um, the trailers. 
Yeah, yeah. and it was like, Ugh. I, he looked like he looked like Ivan Ooze. Yeah, like I don't know why they couldn't. I mean, how could? Why didn't they just directly tr- tr- transition like, apocalypse? Yeah, what? what? He's a fucking uh, tank. Yeah, he's huge. He's an alien. He's huge. It's like. Uh, yeah, I think that's what killed it. Even though, she, like, hats off to um, Poe Dameron. Like, he's a great actor. Whatever his Oscar name is. Oscar Isaac is Oscar amazing. Isaac, yeah. Oscar Isaac's a great actor. And it, he could he did what he could do. But, yeah, the first picture is, like, the Entertainment Weekly photos. that I think that's what killed everyone. And even though Singer did such a good do- job with Days of Future Past, like, could he do it again? And, like, nah, you look at his track I'm record. Good. I don't need any more Singer, man. Yeah, Singer's – and, like, plus I'm, he – like, to be honest, he had like a lot of problems backstage, like behind the scenes. Oh my gosh, and so many! Like nobody wants to touch him anymore. No one wants to touch him. Even Sophie Turner had a previous incident with him, and she felt uncomfortable. And even um, Remy Malik, when he was filming Bohemian Rhapsody, which people forget that it was directed by Brian Singer. I, that I completely a lot forget. Of shit. Yeah, it's a lot of shit behind it. Even though it's such a great film, um, I don't know if there was a you know fight between like ideas and it was transitioned to another director but like it is brian singer's film like in the end um i'm just like you know i'm happy the x-men franchise to wrap this part up it's like i'm really happy it's just done um we do have a taste of new mutants but if it's under disney slate and they still have to do their reshoots um we mentioned that last week but r.i.p x-men thank you you know that whole thing we're gonna get a reboot eventually but who knows if it's in phase four. But well, this next tidbit is your professional, like your profession right here. You know, Swamp Thing, probably like a week and a half in or two weeks. Oh, man. It actually got canceled. So it originally was going to go for a 13 episode run and it was dropped to 10. Um, but like some outlets weren't really giving a reason why this was canceled. But Keanu, I know you're like the master on this like tidbit, but. It's kind of like a weird thing to talk about because today, even James Wan um, posted on Instagram saying he doesn't really know what happened, but his quote was, don't really know or understand why Swamp Thing was canceled, but I can tell you this, all the cast and crew and producing and writing team poured their hearts into this. Uh, Really proud of everyone's hard work. Go watch episode two and immortalize these 10 episodes. Swampy deserves it. And that's, yeah, that's true. But Keanu, like, what's the nitty gritty of the situation of the cancellation? So there's like a huge, it's like a huge thing. Um, There's a number of different things at play. Um, There was a big rumor that it was due to a a faulty tax break. It was due to misfiling Mm -hmm. in the North Carolina where it's filmed at um, film office. Uh, But then the direct, the the person in charge of, of the North Carolina film office responded. And he was like, listen, I don't know where this is coming from, but we've only ever given like 14, we only have a budget of giving out 14 million to in rebates to people filming here, to films filming here. So I don't know where you guys got this idea that it was completely, it was due to us, but don't don't look at us. Um, was so, the budget too big, or was it just so at the wrong area? No. So the the here's the thing is right is like AT and T bought Warner Brothers. AT and T sucks, um, <laughs> and so now. A lot, you know, all of the, and it's a, it's a, it's something that's going to have a rippling, a rippling effect across a lot of areas. A lot because of businesses. HBO yeah. was is was also bought by AT and T, I believe. I, I don't know if it was a part of the same. I think um, HBO was owned by Directv, or uh, it's bought. It was bought by AT and T. So like HBO, 
um, you know, the DC universe and, and a couple of the other stuff that that AT&T acquired. There, AT&T is like, look, we need to start like sl- cutting budgets, start cutting this, and let's like try to make money. You know, the suits, the suits are, are at it again. So yeah, the, the idea behind the cancellation, because there is no direct answer, the idea is that it, it just it's too, it's it was too expensive for AT&T's taste. The film, I mean, you can tell. You know, like when I talked about the first episode with you, like the production quality is amazing. The yeah. cinematography looks like a straight. It looks like I'm watching a film. The you know, uh, the costume design, Swamp Thing looks crazy. It looks like a film. It looks like it was released in the films. That that quality. Um, the CGI is really good. The CGI is is not CW level, and CW even pulls off some really good effects. Like the CGI is top notch. Like in my opinion, Game of Thrones level CGI. So the idea is. You know that type of budget on a show that's only on DC Universe, that's only on an app that's still trying to find its its legging. Not sustainable. It's, it's just like they don't want to spend that money. They don't yeah. want to spend that money. I almost wish that you know they would they would just renew it for like HBO or something. Like make out a deal with somebody else because the show's that good. But apparently they've already started like decon- like getting rid of sets and all that. So oh it's, no. Yeah. So like the nail is is pre- is pretty much in that coffin. I mean, it just sucks to hear that a show's canceling, especially from off of the first episode, because it doesn't drive people to watch it. You know what I right. mean? So they're like, "Why would I get invested?" You know, especially because you run. You that's run one that side risk. of people. That's one side of people. Like hearing it, I do want to watch it. But like, I'm saying for the general audience, it's like it's kind of like, "Oh, this got canceled. This must mean it sucks." You know? Yeah. True. 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 Yeah. And it's a shame. It's. Um, it it's just like like you said with comparing the CW shows it does look like it looks like a movie like it, it does look like a movie like the previews the prosthetics like their actual costumes like it it looked like it was based on the thing you know and you've seen an episode and you loved it you were telling me the same thing like it looks high budget is this too good to be true it happened to be you know too good to be true and it's it's, it's a goddamn shame cuz this was probably the top well you can, I can't really name a bunch of shows but this is probably was going to be the top you know DC streaming service show at like now and probably down the line but i was i was hearing weird things too like i mean don't take this serious like what i'm about to say but i heard things like oh they didn't have like a vision to like sustain the show and i really didn't agree with that because i'm like all right you're one season deep so like why would you start something if you didn't have (laughs) like a fucking at least like a five season, three season plan, you know. Like, and the that's thing why is, like, believe it. this is based on a comic. Like, you could just exactly. if worst comes to worst, you just pick you a got comic material. Book. Yeah, that's it. It's not that hard. And I like how are they? Okay, so it already one, it's canceled. Two, you lost three. You lost three episodes, so now you have to wrap it up in the ten. But how's it? Is this gonna? Do they have to reshoot this like ending or? Because I'm assuming I, they already have it done. You know, yeah, like they're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, are they going to do reshoots and just like shoehorn something? They pull a Game of Thrones season eight on us and really like cram everything in. Well, that's um, what I'm nervous about. That's that. That's the biggest thing I'm nervous about. Yeah, is is the, is, the, is like getting invested in these really great early episodes, um, and less the cancellation and more the when they were forced to cut from thirteen to ten. I'm I'm nervous about. When it gets to episode nine, all yeah. of a sudden, like every all the great pacing goes to shit, and then ten is just like, bah, 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 bah. like I'm nervous about that. So I'm really hoping that the reduction 
was known early early enough that they were able to f- just you know fine tune and just kind of cut some of the access fat off and and, ma- and and reduce it down to ten. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe cut out some of the the middle parts. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you know like, filler. Like sometimes. Netflix, Netflix, Marvel was was we've talked about this before. Was was responsible of that. It was have like it would have a really great uh, first act. Second act would start to get a little like draggy yeah. as they try to fill up the thirteen, and then the third act would be like, all right, we're back to the action. Yeah, so it's my, like Luke my, Cage was like that. So. Yeah, so my dream, you know, the dream scenario is they were they filmed a bulk of it, and they just cut out the middle, the middle, you know, the middle access part. And you have a really solid beginning, and of course you would want a, a solid middle, but like a solid beginning and ending. But I'm nervous. I'm nervous about that, and I'm also nervous about it ending on a cliffhanger, only to have it not renewed. I'm hoping that yeah, it's one, you know, I'm hoping it's one of those finales where it's like it wraps it up enough that it's just satisfying. And of course, there's like hints about what could have happened in the next season, but it's nothing like cliffhangery. So uh, we'll see. But it's such a shame. It's such a shame that it was canceled this early on when it was doing such a critically it was a it, everyone was really responding well um you know we don't know the the numbers for the streaming service but it's a shame that's what i hate about streaming services they don't give out their numbers like their stats yeah. and, I, and yeah. like especially netflix netflix is so in the dark you don't know what's a, an actual success um yeah i'm gonna use the term you just got game of thrones because you know season eight got rushed <laughs> and i think like like you say nine and ten i and there could be a possibility that it, it'll be a good thing, like we said in Marvel Netflix. Like, we think the Netflix shows could have been at least, like, eight episodes, you know, eight to nine. Um, it is scary, because this, so this is, like, how DC uh, Universe works. If you guys don't have it, it gets released week weekly. So it's, like, week by week, a new episode. Um, I feel like... So, like, Game of Thrones. Like, episode three was the, um, was the part I started to worry I'm like that's what maybe, I'm laughing at. Like if you look at the chart, if you look at the Metacritic or it started chart, drop. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, are we gonna see that shift down? Like episode five, six. Like it can even it can even come earlier. Yeah. You know. So it's just it is scary. Stop um, scary. But yet again, like where I'm assuming these like these the men in suits plan. There's a reason for 13 episodes. You know, like I hopefully they really plan it out and. 10 like where's 10 come from like i don't know what the budget is and see there's so many that's what that's what makes me that's what makes me worried is like was it like they were on episode 10 and then eight and then like the suits came in and were like all right that's it we're not giving you any more money because that's what it sounds like that that's what you know that sounds like they they were in the middle of filming 10 of 13 and then they got the notice that they were like yeah nope you're done and he had, right. and, he, and I'm afraid that that the end of ten is just gonna like the last thirty, the last thirty minutes is just gonna be like completely different, just like two, three episodes worth of stuff pushed into the end of ten. Yeah, so I got a new term. They just got Tom Kinged, and they um they had ah, to get their they got to get their yeah they had to get their run short, and so it's like, I mean, ugh, it just sucks because this hasn't it hasn't really. See, this hasn't really affected DC Universe overall because they were they were on a quote for this news and they said that we've got a lot of exciting plans for other shows in the works. I, you know, like Carly Quinn we mentioned. So they um, say. And we look forward to sharing more in the couple, coming months. But I don't know. It's There's always a rumor that – I mean it's been – ever since at t Bottom, there's been the rumor that DC Universe will get cut out and they're going to take all that content and put it on a Warner Brothers exclusive – like a Warner Brothers Netflix. Disney, There's Disney Plus. There's Netflix. 
and you know like bullshit like CBS Access, and now there's rumors that Warner Brothers, AT and is gonna make a Warner Brothers Plus, you know, or whatever, and it's gonna take all of it. So they would like get rid of Boomerang, get rid of DC Universe, and just put everything under one streaming service, which an idea, which actually sounds like a good idea, but yeah, I'm worried. What are your thoughts? But I'm worried about um, cost. I'm worried about losing mm. some of the the niche. Um, shows like Swamp Thing and Doom or Patrol, the comics, the comic stuff, and the comics. I- I'm worried about you know them putting it under one umbrella and that one umbrella being primarily a Netflix of Warner Brothers and it not producing new content and not producing fun new content. So it's a yeah. it's a uh, it's it's a, I don't know it's it's a neat idea, but who it's because this is the thing. It, if the focus, like you said, I agree with the niche idea because if it goes under Warner Brothers on our Wonder Bros's wing for this streaming service. It's going to the the focus and the money is going to be co- uh, compartmentalized into different things. So right. it, it, you, right. you, these properties that we are dreaming of like let's say even um Titans or Young Justice like that's not going to be getting a more of a focus more it's, it's probably going to be more original live action content like Netflix like these new sh- new live action shows that aren't like property related like or yep. hero yep. related. Yep. So that that is going to be the downfall, but it would save some shows like Swamp Thing and some of the DC properties. I can't deny that. Um, I'm trying to think of like WB properties that that are also linked under WB, like movie wise. Like what's under WB? Like I'm gonna have to look that up. Um, yeah, because <laughs> I think it's still limited. Because okay, if if Disney bought Marvel and Fox, um. Like what is left for WB to obtain besides they're gonna have to, they're gonna get pushed against the wall to have to make their own content. DC, uh, uh, Warner Brothers, DC content, Harry Potter, okay. Lego, Godzilla, The Matrix, Rocky, Sherlock Holmes. I mean, these aren't even like. As you get down the list, it start it stops it stops being franchise franchises and just a couple films. Um, Hanna Barbera, Scooby Doo, that type of stuff. Like, like I would say okay. their biggest pillars is like are like is DC, Harry Potter, um, what you know, like like Hanna Barbera, you know, Scooby Doo, and then a couple of horror horror franchises, a couple of horror films. Yeah, and I'm looking at Looney Tunes and all that. And, and then, Looney Tunes, yeah. So especially when they establish the monster universe, um that could possibly be a thing but it's like it's too early for it to fruition into what what the the climate's going to be of streaming especially with apple which i don't think is going to be that successful oh me neither me neither um they as much as they want to put like spielberg behind it and show oprah having her own thing i don't think the demographic would really want to it's already too late i think and they don't have any exclusives so you mean I'm not going to be sold by Jason Momoa having his own show to get fucking Apple Plus or whatever? Yeah, all of their exclusives just sound like they're driven by by celebrities. Yes, exactly. it's like it's like they went to celebrities and were like, "Hey, you want to have a show?" Yeah, and it's like know. as a consumer, unless I love that celebrity, which everyone has a couple celebrities they love, but they're not going to love enough to justify subscribing to Apple TV. Yeah, I but I'm like well, now that I'm hearing like the properties they own, Warner Bros does have a decent standing. Um. But like longevity wise, like you know, Harry Potter's not really gonna be getting any more besides Fantastic Beasts, which I think is is gonna be a wrapping up of the conclu- um trilogy. Um, but like you know, animated wise, like I think they're gonna be coming in hot. But it, 
I don't see the appeal to the the typical audience member besides ourselves, really. To really like, what's gonna sell them? And like, so like, you have CBS All Access. Like, what sold you besides Twilight Zone to really get that? Because CBS, you don't think of as a streaming service. But yeah, no, Twilight I mean, it was, it was just Twilight Zone, and I just canceled it like yesterday. <laughs> like, see, I, it was all it, I, it was only for Twilight Zone, and it was because I love that franchise. Exactly. Um, that was that was it. Canceled it. I mean, I, I heard you know I've heard critically good things about the Star Trek show on there, um, and I, I wanted there was actually another show I wanted to check out, but I just didn't have the time. Maybe one day I'll I'll, I'll pick up another subscription just for, to you know watch a bunch of a bunch of their shows. But I only got it for Twilight Zone, and that, and you know that that's it. That's that's the only thing. That's the only thing I, I was willing to pay for. Yeah, it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I mean, streaming services. We already talked. We've probably talked about this so many times because it's just the future um i don't know i I want dc universe to be its own thing i think it's great and it will become like greater it's like i told you this last week it just needs to snowball a little bit and like get its bearings in and like swamp thing it's a damn shame because like what how's that gonna affect other like you think it's gonna affect other properties like i mean like in general in hollywood like how they do business with locations yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, there has to already, be some sort of like oversight with. This they're already bullshit. leaving, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Was it Carolina? What? No, Georgia with the whole, you know, uh, was it North Carolina or Georgia? Well, this this was filmed in North Carolina, but I'm okay, just saying yeah, yeah, yeah. in general, you know, like they're they're already shifting out of the South because of you know legislation and and, and all that. Um, so I think in general, there's just a a a, a, a migration back to studio sets back to uh, the people were saying like Canada and stuff. So I definitely think, excuse me. I definitely think that we'll see in time a, a, a big shift as we're seeing. I think we're already seeing it. I think we'll see even more of a big shift away from the South. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on. This is from Margot Robbie herself uh, coming from Vogue that she's going to confirm that birds of prey is R rated and she's pretty like sure about it. Um, she was quoted saying, I think there's a perception that a PG female-led action film is kind of considered a chick flick. Um, that's an interesting p- point, but it's a shame to think so many young girls will be unable to see these badass hero female heroes in action. Regardless, with a budget of $75 million, according to Robbie, Warner Bros. Warner Bros. can certainly afford to take a risk, and the rating with the addition of primarily female cast and crew means that the lead character won't be dressed in a sort of skimpy outfit like we saw in Harley Quinn in the first Suicide Squad. Um, great. I mean, they're being bold, and I don't want them to follow Marvel at all. I, I mean, DC's been killing it. Um, what, do, what are your thoughts on Birds of Prey? I'm not really excited. I'm so we, uninterested. Yeah, and Suicide Squad too. That's kind of we've. That's kind of the same thing, but if you like, you know, a more of a mixed group of sexes. And plus, WB skipping Comic Con this year, so it's like I think they need to like reconsider themselves and get their shit together and just like think think of their plan. Because I'm hearing like a lot of rumors about Joker, uh, like the fact that it's a standalone movie. I'm, I've been hearing like weird things of like the story's kind of going away that we didn't expect, like like um, Joker being Bruce Wayne's stepbrother or something like that. Like it's just like there's a lot of rumors on it, and it's just kind of been picking up heat. Birds of Prey bring radar, sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really the demographic. I don't think it's, I don't think it needs to be rated R. Like it why? Like why? To. What? What are you gonna get out of that? I, I, I would be interested. 
I, I'm not. It's not that I'm not interested in it because it's female led. Is is I mean, yeah. like I'm I I'm very interested in these characters. Well, most of them anyway. Like I, I the reason I'm not interested in it is because um one one I feel like it's just like Harley Quinn down our throats. Two, it doesn't need to be yes. R rated. Three, it's not the full Birds of Prey. It's just it's like some of the Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn, and it's just like why don't you make a, a, a you know why don't you make us an actual adaptation? Why don't you make an actual you know, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, it just feels it, like it's... It's funny because you said Harley Quinn's getting shoved down our throats. I completely agree because they're trying to make her, a, put her character in the light. Like fucking Mystique, like we talked about last week. Like they're trying to like make this character who is written to be a piece of shit like Joker and put her in the light and just make her more human but Harley Quinn's a psychopath, and it's like, I guess you can change the lore and adapt it to our times. But I mean, I she's a character I think that she doesn't need the the focus because we need to focus on the trilogy, um, the tr- the Trinity first. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, get your characters and the priorities together. Because remember, they wanted to do a Nightwing, they wanted to do a Batgirl with Joss Whedon, but Joss Whedon kind of just doesn't do that anymore. He just dipped out. <laughs> yeah, he dipped. He dipped, and you already sucked the life out of Ben Affleck for directing Batman. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not sold on DC 100, percent but like they're doing great things. Like, yeah, I mean, the movies, the movies are good. They're like decent. Like, I thought Aquaman was fun. Wonder Woman is probably the best one, but it's not like. If I had to compare it to a Marvel movie, I'm like, all right, it's not gonna be like be up that high with like a Marvel movie. Um, I don't know. I just, I just, all I'm like, okay, this is the only thing I'm eyeing from DC Batman, and that's it. Like, I'm not really. I, 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 hyped about I, I want else. Green Lantern Corpse. I want like Lethal Weapon Green Lantern Corpse. Yeah, that but, that it, that's one of the plans too. But I, like, but like, are they gonna make? Are they actually gonna make it? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Know, like, that's man. the that was announced back when they announced all these other films, and now it's like they don't know. They're like, they're like, it's twiddling their thumbs. Like, yeah, maybe we'll make this. Uh, maybe we'll make that. You know, like I don't know. It's the fucking men in suits. Like that's the problem. Those damn suits, man. That's what I'm saying. They didn't establish their universe like what Marvel did. You know, having their core four, and then may, throw it, throw a little garnish of Black Widow and Hawkeye. You know. But that's that's what amazes me is the fact that like Justice League has every character is a heavy hitter. It's not like exactly. the Avengers. Like the Avengers, like we talked about before, Iron Man was B, you know, B tier. Captain yep. America was B tier. Like B. these were characters that were only known to the comic audience. Like you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And people knew Spider Man, people knew Wolverine, X Men. Those were the big heavy hitters. But DC, the Justice League is literally the the the, the defining superhero: Superman, Batman, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. The you know. Those are huge names, and then even even the other three, the you know, or four, depending on what 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 league you're looking at, those are you know, they're B plus. You know, what I'm saying like, if Iron Man was B back in the day, Green Lantern, The Flash, those were B plus. Like those were well mm-hmm. known. Exactly. Those were A minus yeah. B plus. And why why is it that we have you know why is it that they're they're twiddling their thumbs and just kind of like uh oh we'll make a uh, Birds of Prey movie, um oh um. You know, uh, we'll make a Suicide Squad movie. Like, why? Because they're a bunch not- of bandwagoners. Just a bunch yeah. of bandwagoners, and like, yeah. you know, they because the the Joker it really sold it, and, and Harley, and like, hats off to Marvin Robbie, you did a great job. But it's like, it's just not that type of character that needs that focus, and it's like a yep. shame. Yep. 
And if they want to do a female action movie, like, that's fine. But I think it's a little too early. Like, right now, it's too early. We don't have an established universe. Is Ezra Miller going to stay? I heard. No. Like, that's, I no. think nobody's staying at this point. Besides, no, like, I think besides, they want to reboot uh, Momoa him. And, um, besides and, uh, Momoa and, Gal. Gal and Gal. Yeah. yeah, besides those two, I think everybody else is getting kicked. Because they were. Someone was throwing rumors around. Not really a rumor. It was like a drawing, but it wasn't boss logic. But they were like throwing around the guy that played Havoc in um, X Men First Class. Oh as, yeah, um, yeah. Barry Allen, which I would I would sell it because one, we already have a blonde guy going. But I did like Ezra Miller's take, and even though Justice League didn't really have its like didn't have its formula like Marvel, they could have still pulled it off. Because listen, I have proof you can do it with a movie. It's called Guardians of the Galaxy. And we care yeah, about these yep. characters after one movie. Yep. So it's like, it's possible. It's just like, you have to have like, you know, passion behind the, the lens and your vision. But I'm kind of mad they went with Zack Snyder to start off because like, he's only more visual than he yep. actually direct. So like 300, okay. 300 was liked because like, infam- like famous because of one line. It's like, this is Sparta. And this like is Sparta. Yeah, and that's it. And like the guys were extremely jacked with these like crazy workouts. But like besides that, it was just like a popcorn like action movie. Nothing more. It wasn't gonna like stand out. I mean, it, we'll see how it goes. I'm just you know my focus is on Batman. That's it. And that's I don't know. DC still has a lot to prove, but streaming service wise, I love it. Like. That's great. Like the side, the stuff on the sides, the shows are great. That's and that's where they're killing Marvel. They're beating them in shows. But like now that Marvel Netflix, Marvel can hold their ground. But like, let's see how it goes with post um, defenders and like without the new guy, um, defend, um, you know, Daredevil and all them being there. So like, we'll move on. Like X Men, the animated series might come back. So according to the I THR, the creative team behind the hit animated series from the 90s is planning to approach Disney about bringing back the beloved show. And they said, the one thing we'd like to do more than, more than anything else is continue where we left off. So they this like so X-Men ran from 1992 to 97 with 76 episodes and five seasons. I would dream to have this, but I'm not sure. Because I think this is like to be the perfect climate for it to come back into Disney+. Plus. But what do you think your chances are com- that coming back? Like you said, I'd love to have it. Love but to have it. Might I think not this be is like ideal. Ninety-nine percent sure not happening. Yeah. It's, just, it's just it's it's just the crew. It's just the crew going. Hey, can we do this? You know, like it's just the crew exactly. going. Like, hey, like we think this would be a neat idea, but what incentive does Disney have to pay them to do it? You know, what I'm saying it's just it's just, it's a neat idea, but I don't I don't see this going anywhere. I mean, and plus, like, how much like they already covered so many storylines too. And if you're saying you, we're gonna pick up where we left off, you have you have like a whole another demographic of people that didn't watch the show, you know. Um, so like you, they would have to dig it, you know, go back to the '90s show and really just find out what happened. But like yet again, we don't like doing that. And we're kind of, I think Hollywood's more of in favor of a reboot of anything. Yeah. And if you want, if you want the X Men '90s coming back, go go to the comic book version that's on um what's it called secret uh, secret wars like that whole saga they had their own x-men spinoff the 90s uh, edition but it's a dream to me we'll see how it goes me probably unlikely but i do dream of x-men the animated series because that 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 was like a close thing to our heart as kids especially fox kids yeah i think that that show was like 
the uh, the theme song like it was rad it was i yeah. think that's the best way to summarize it it was rad see they need to have the theme song for the new reboot they have to drop that like how they dropped the spider-man theme in the marvel studios logo they should have the fucking x-men theme and yeah, I, 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 agree. I would die for that so like we'll move on from that miss marvel you know she's actually having in talks and mindy kaling actually was talking to marvel about bringing up her big screen you know breakout so Minnie Kaling was quoted saying, I think people I've spoken to at Marvel are about it and are excited about the character. And I think they're trying to figure out what to do with it. And I told them I would help in any way possible because I truly love her. Kaling reveals. But they seem really interested and I think they probably will do something. So, um, you know, Kevin Feige is all about diversity at this point. You know, Shang-Chi's coming out. Captain Marvel had her our first uh, female-led movie. But is this going to... Even the possibility of Disney Plus, this going to Disney Plus, Mindy Kaling's for it, but the, the maybe like her and Riz Ahmed um, and every different Desi actor are very excited to like really see Miss Marvel come. And I, I, I'm excited. Maybe I don't know about her own movie. Maybe they can throw her into a Captain Marvel sequel. But like, what are your thoughts on the uh, Miss Marvel movie coming out? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're ready for a movie. But I think a TV show. I think a, a Disney Plus show would be great. I, I think it's too early for a Captain for her to be in the in a movie as well. If anything, the third it would be like the third Captain Marvel. You know what I'm saying? I just think it's she's a legacy character, and we're just it's too early. Her Miles, like it's just a little too early, unless it's like a TV show. Well, because that's and the even, thing we have a lot of characters so established. Early. Yeah, we have a lot of characters still to establish past Iron Man mm-hmm. and all them. Like it's, I know Miss Marvel. Yeah, she's not like this is kind of like the Harley Quinn like thing we were referring to. It's like it's not needed, but right, like it's, I, it would be for representation's sake, it would be cool. Yeah. But it's just like there's other I don't know, man. Like Moonlight, like just I don't know, like it's not the same thing. But just if we want more people of color, like we should get Moonlight before we get Miss Marvel, just because the character is a legacy character. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's someone passing their legacy on. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that should be a focus, and like we we need a Blade movie down the line or something. That's like, and or even the, like the Midnight Suns, like or like I don't even know what's gonna go on with Punisher and stuff because there's so many characters still left. We still have the Fantastic Four, we still have X Men. Um, you know, we're getting Eternals, which is such, still a growing thing. But Miss Marvel happening and Mindy Kaling, I'm like hats off to her for even bringing this up because you know yeah, the more di- more diversity the better. But like let it let it be natural. You know what I mean? Like, let's establish this universe and continue to build it and hold everyone instead of, like, going, having politics involved and, like, just getting, for, like, diversity right away. You know what I mean? So, this, like, last tidbit is about Fantastic Four. So, GWW has heard that the studio is eyeing to release a 2022 Fantastic Four reboot, and they're eyeing Ant-Man director Peyton Reed campaigning to helm the project. Reed has previously expressed interest in the property, pitching a 60s setting. So that's not, yeah, I've heard that too, like Peyton Reed being thrown around. Um, so if they were actually here to release the 2002 setting, we currently have dates of February 18th, May 6th, July 16th. So will there be something at Comic-Con, uh, Comic-Con this year? I'm not sure. But well, like, do you, Keanu, do you think it's like early to reboot it already? Like since like the Josh Trank version being so fucking bombed and bad? I don't think so. I don't think so. Just because it was that bad, and because they would know like, it's under they would know it's under Marvel's hands at this point. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like yeah. I, I think that's I think this is one of the few franchises that is is this would be a third reboot, and people would be okay with it, and they'd be ready to watch it. 
Yeah, I think I think this is kind of obvious that this would happen before X Men because obviously X Men's like fresh off the release. But right, like, it's, right. okay. But remember, Feige said like, "Oh, at least five years." So like, he's is he gassing us up? Like, but yet again, this is a rumor, and this is like picking up steam. And Reed was thrown, um, Peyton Reed was thrown in, but I don't know if I want Peyton Reed to direct it. To be honest, I don't know. Um, I think he'd be. I think he'd be a good choice. I think you think so? Th- yeah, because I think I think he's what the Fantastic Four needs to have a good film. Like, like I think, like the, a goofy Ant Man vibe. Yeah, like a little, just a smidge more serious than Ant Man, and I think he yeah. can do it. I think, but like a smidge more serious than Ant Man. Yeah, because Ant Man isn't just funny; it's also like lighthearted, and it's mm-hmm. also like, you know, like, you know, fa- fam- it's family oriented, like him and Cassie, and Hope, and 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 Hank, and and uh, Janet, like that. The whole thing is about family. It's a fun, lighthearted family film. When I think of X, when I think of Fantastic Four. That's what we need, a fun, lighthearted family film. Yeah, and they're Marvel's first family, so that's what they should focus on. It's a family, like in the end, you know? Yeah, yeah. Besides Johnny and Sue. I'm just trying to think of but casting at this is, point. And I think also, I think, the, I think the biggest question is, do they make it an origin film? Right? That, like That's, that's the a biggest, great question. Because it's one of those things where like they're not as well-known and they're not as repeated as the Batman origin and Spider-Man origin. So like Sp- art like Spider-Man origin is done so many times that you know this, when Marvel got it they didn't have to do the origin story like people got it and technically this Spider-Man Homecoming was the third or it would have been the, would have been the third origin uh, story and for Fantastic Four technically speaking this would be the third origin story so it's like on one hand it's got the same it's got the same amount of origin stories in film in the last you know two decades as spider-man and 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 marvel got away without doing an origin film for that so it's like okay maybe they could do that but then at the same time it's like oh but fantastic four isn't as well known as spider-man and also you know like you know doom and um like it's just it it is a really good storyline to set up like them working with doom or or doom you know seeing them gain powers like it's just it's an interesting storyline that hasn't been done that great but the question is do they do it again or do they avoid it due to fear of repetition? Well, that's the thing. Are they? You do run, yeah. You do run the fear of repetition. But if they did just show up and it was like in the like you know not an origin story, like where were they the whole time? So it's like were they in like, the, the they negative just, zone or yeah, like yeah? I feel like they, I feel like I feel like they would have to either either. So they if they the, if they had it in a sixty set setting and they're in a negative zone and then they were like came out in like two thousand twenty two. Yeah, I, I mean, like that like, idea, it, but that's, it makes me a little nervous because we just did that with. Uh, with oh, hope in oh yeah, yeah Ant Man yeah like it actually I feel like that's the best I feel like that is a really great idea but, but it like, just makes me a little nervous of rep- repetition yeah because you're we already we just introduced the quantum realm right so, right. so negative zone as well directed by the same guy telling the same story you know what I'm saying like yeah I, it, it's a yeah it's, you're treading the same beats um I'm, okay so if that if we didn't go that way what if the multiverse plays a role you know. I don't, you know, I gotta be honest. I don't really I think want it's the too ambitious. To play. I don't, I don't want it to play a role in like any characters. In, I, I want the multiverse to play a role only in like a single uh, character's introduction. I yeah. don't like the X Men, the Fantastic Four. I want them to be from our main universe. I got one. I think one of the yeah, biggest exactly. defining traits of the MCU is that it's all one universe. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say multiverse doesn't make it interesting, or the multiverse doesn't mean that it's not the same storyline. But I just feel like one of the biggest things of the Avengers when it first came out was like, Oh my gosh, it's like all these characters in the same storyline in the same earth in the same area. 
You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't really – I mean I, I would love to see them explore the multiverse, but I want them character-wise to be derived from our main universe. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a great idea in my opinion. Um, I see. I don't think we should fuck with the multiverse unless it's like an Avengers crossover film. Like that's I just, agree. You know, like it's like those you know main runs like Secret Wars. Like that's a main run right there where everything's colliding. Um, like even if it's just the X Men, like Fantastic Four, X Men Two. How are we gonna do that? Like I've made theories in my own mind where like Charles Xavier put himself in a coma because he may he wiped out every human's mind of like the thoughts of like mutants and like he just wakes up and this is like when people start to like start to remember what mutants are and like they've been here the whole time like that's just my theory i just don't know how they're going to introduce it obviously they are the men in suits but these are men in nice suits that are um that are getting p- piecing this together yeah, I just it's like remember this is a rumor. Um, Peyton Reed, I yeah I complete I agree with what you said, and you're you are convincing me that like a little yeah a little bit more seriousness would help. And I think audiences are smarter nowadays, and they're not just like stupid, especially if they're like our age. Like they know when to look at the internet, and they can tell the difference. Like oh, Marvel Studios, or they'll see, they'll read it somewhere like on Snapchat news like there's some way that they're going to know that it's under Marvel Studios. And I'm not really worried about that. It's just like I'm thinking about casting and thinking about directing and I'm thinking about how they're going to work this out because this is so pivotal because Doctor Doom is so pivotal. And this is going to like reverberate throughout the whole universe. So obviously this is a huge thing. Uh, So we're going to go into bonus round. You know, Tarantino was like interviewed and his actually his favorite Marvel movie is Thor Ragnarok, which is pretty interesting to hear. And he says he hasn't been keeping, you know, up to date with everything, but he did watch Wonder Woman and Black Panther and he has watched Captain uh, Captain America Civil War and he will and he's about to watch Doctor Strange because he wants to watch Endgame. And the la- Thor Ragnarok was actually the last movie he saw, and he said it was one of his favorites since the Avengers, and Dash dras- drastically my favorite. So I think that's pretty cool. Tarantino embracing Marvel and hero culture because a lot of directors just give it shit because they're kind of jealous that's making yep. so much money. Yep. yep. And coming from Tarantino, who's such a bold man and has his does his own things, he's not like acting like let's say who is shit and ta- James who's Cameron. Shit? Cameron, yeah, Cameron was shit talking, and he was shit. James Cameron was shit talking Aquaman. He's like, so they just levitate in water. That's like not normal. I'm like, it's a comic book movie, man. Like, a little bit of disbelief is something like you need to throw in there. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on like Tarantino introdu- uh, thinking Thor Ragnarok, which is a smart choice as his favorite? Yeah, no, I literally like exactly what you said. I'm like, it's nice to see a- another director be like, yeah, man, this is cool. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh. In addition to Cameron, like we loved uh, David Harbour, he's literally going to be in Black Widow. But like he was, he also was kind of like, hey, listen, he was like, oh, you know, people really like Marvel movies, you know, like they expect Marvel movies. Like it seems like everyone likes to uh, immediately when they when they when something's in doubt or they just want to like talk about today's cinema, they want to be like, oh, Marvel movies are like dumbing us down. Marvel movies are like always the same movie. Even like it seems like that's something that directors and actors like to do. So it's nice to see another another director be like, yeah, nah, these movies are fun. I like this movie yeah it's just i'm I'm just really appreciate that uh you know tarantino takes the time and 
you know, especially big movies like for pop culture wise, you know, Wonder Woman and Black Panther, those are huge. Um, I'm glad he took the time to see it. So we're going to go down to Loki. Um, so Feige was at like another meeting or he's presenting something and they pretty much showed the official Loki symbol and it showed Tom Hiddleston in a like 1970s setting because he's on Earth with Jaws on a, on a theater poster behind him. So like rumors before was going around the show saying Loki was going through time altering major events in history. So it was cool to see that. Um, there was a rumor also that they might have Captain America like show up in it because he does have to get the stones back. And he was, people were talking about him talking to Loki to give him back the space stone. So I, like, if no one knows, this is post-Endgame. So Loki did take the space stone. He made his own time ripple, I'm assuming. Um, Loki is it gonna be like I know that they said Tom Hiddleston would be in it, but then there was rumor that he would just be narrating. Like, so is it him? Because like the in the blurry image, you it looks like Loki, but you can't tell that it's blurry, so you can't tell that it's his face. Hmm, that's true. And, and I'm people... fine with him transforming. Like I'm, I'm fine with him safe shifting throughout episodes, but I still want to have that 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 connecting tr- tissue, that connecting thread of like after a transformation, he goes back and when he's like. It by uh, alone by himself he goes back to his normal look so we can see tom like i just feel like i do want tom in it yeah it the thing is if it's if it's a loki series like what's gonna be the antagonist against loki like what's that's or the part they have one that's what i'm saying like okay he's gonna change human history but yet again it's not gonna affect the main mcu timeline i'm assuming because he made a branched reality i'm not sure I can't, unless I mean, it, unless this is like showing unless he he's not altering it to the point where he's messing with our like maybe yeah i don't know see this is a it's a fucking mind bender that i'm still thinking about endgame and like plus steve what the hell did he do like did he the directors aren't having a main consensus of like how they think about the time jump and stuff and like did steve make his own universe um timeline or did steve just like chill and his ramifications were very minimal which i just can't buy that i, I just that, i don't understand. i feel like that makes I, I i feel like for my own for my own sake i like that version the most like i just like the version of him going back the to our main, said right yeah like i just like yeah. him going back to our timeline and then being like well i there's another me that's gonna do the battles that we have to do we have to take so i'm just gonna live my life it's like, actually pretty funny because on peggy's um funeral someone showed the scene and there's an old guy in the back carrying the coffin with them i saw that picture yeah and it, does, so it kinda, could be it could be it him. could be him but it's like if okay if you're gonna if you're gonna go back in time all right i get the rule if you return the stones whatever happens it goes back to our original like timeline it's like everything's safe but like you're telling me like if steve went back and even being mar- secretly married to peggy would alter so much and you're telling me you guys didn't have kids like that whole time you guys were together it's i have so many questions i have so many questions i'm so fucking like this is the thing we're gonna find out eventually i'm sure um whatever fuck it just remember folks disney plus launches on november 12th it's gonna come (laughs) hot with avengers endgame and you know the mandalorian that's gonna be sick um but loki doesn't loki doesn't have a release date so captain america falcon and Winter Soldier are going to be the first ones coming out in the summer. I think it'll so, be th- I think it'll be them and then Loki. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I wonder how how much time they're going to be spaced out. 
I'm just kind of curious about that. Um, Uncharted, they actually, you know, according to Hollywood Reporter, they have a release date of December 18, 2020, and Meh. they're having Tom Holland. <laughs> Meh. Meh. Yeah. Tom Holland said as Nathan Drake um, and the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane. So I smell a horrible video game adaptation, even though it's Tom Meh. Holland involved. But I really don't see Tom Holland as Nathan right. Drake more than I have Mark Wahlberg. Like, it's like, I, I don't know. And, like, okay, so if we're going to put this in context, like, what's opening when Uncharted's released? You have Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. You have Coming to America with the two in the middle with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feel like, like, what? I'm like, no, it's a sequel. Cruella from Disney. Universal's The Croods too. Okay, so it's not like a strong lineup of movies, which is But Cruella will sweep the deck. Yeah, Cruella will sweep. That's the only main one I can see. And then Co- like, Co- there might be like... Co- Small, I don't know. Coming to America might not right. be that big. Yeah, like a it's small like, thing, like a small like cult classic. Like some people might go watch it. Yeah, Crudes. I've never seen it. I've heard of it. Um, I heard it got good ratings. That's with like the caveman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Nicholas yeah. Cage, I think, is one of them. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I think that's miscasted. They said a young Nathan Drake. He just I, doesn't. He doesn't act like him. My thing know. is like, okay, so I played every game. I played them multiple times. He here's my thing. Like, okay, I, I think he actually is, is a good um Nathan Drake from the flashbacks of part three, but like the only time you see young Nathan Drake is the flashback of part three and then a little bit of part four when he's but he's even younger back then. And it's like I don't care about that. Like I was a fun in the game and it was a fun thing to see in the third game after you've been invested with Nathan for three games. But I don't, I don't want a movie about young Nathan Drake. I want a movie about Nathan Drake as a grown ass man. I want a, a Tomb Raider, Indiana Jones esque Nathan Drake played by. I mean, obviously we all want Nathan Fillion, but if we can't be him, I just want an adult Nathan Drake. Yeah, like why? If you're gonna, if you're gonna do a young Nathan Drake, do it like the fucking video game where it's like a two minute scene. Right, exactly. Like, I don't need a movie about it. Why? I don't, like, I don't we care about that. You're already like putting the standard so low because like we start off with Nathan Drake in the same age he is in the whole fucking series, and own ass man. And like, wh- wh- who are we gonna cast? So obviously Sully's gonna. I don't even know if he's gonna meet Sully. Like, wait. No, he has I to meet know. Sully because he doesn't. Yeah, really... yeah, yeah. He does learn. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're gonna have a young Sully, and they're not gonna have. I don't. Like, what material are they going to use to hark back to for like, exactly. the story? Like, That's the ugh, thing. It's so stupid. Because all, the, all the, the flashbacks in the game were harking to the story of the current game. So right. they, were, they were needed. I, fuck. Like, it sucks because it's like, I don't... Ha- obviously, video games don't have a good uh, view. Um, I'm praying Mortal Kombat fucking kills it <laughs> and we we talked about it like we we just it's like minor tweaks they should go balls to the wall they have to have the fucking theme song like that would be a missed opportunity but i'm not excited for uncharted and you summed it up meh best meh. way to sum it up legit so, like we'll move on from it fuck it Wonder Woman 1984 images have released. It's kind of like a minor thing, and I think she looks great because she has, like, the whole fucking armor. And they actually released a new banner, which is obviously not revealing, but 
it does release June fifth, two thousand twenty. And the thing I want is I want to see footage first before it happens because you know Kristen Wiggs is um, Cheetah, so it's like I don't really know how she's. I, I can't take Kristen Wiggs serious, not even after Bridesmaids. Like it's like. I don't know. Like uh, I trust DC right now, and it's Patty Jenkins. Like God bless her, but can she? Can lightning strike twice for her? Who knows? I mean, what are your thoughts, man? You summed it up. Yeah, summed it up. Yeah, <laughs> you summed it up. You, I yeah, mean, that's literally I just it. yeah, Kristen Wiig, whatever. So we'll move on. Young Thanos was a concept art for Endgame, so it kind of showed um, a picture of a young Thanos with like Eternals in it. So maybe this was going to link the Eternals. And this came from artist Ryan Lang via Movie Talk. He shared previously unseen concept art that were either for Infinity War or Endgame. It gives us a look at a very early design of the young Mad Titan and his Eternals family. I kind of forgot that the Eternals movie, like, we know Angelina Jolie's in it and, like, Rob Stark. But are, are we going to notice them in human form or, like, prosthetics? I mean, Right. Like, that's a good Yeah, I've been anything. wondering that myself. Because I'm... All right, let me look up Eternals because they kind of look um, humanoid. Yeah, they. Look yeah, because I think I think Thanos is a is a deviant or whatever, whatever. It's well, called. he's like, a, I think he, he's, he's one of the Titan. like the, the messed up ones or something. Yeah, yeah, he was like a, a, a like a freak compared to them, but like he's a super freak, super. <laughs> super freak. <laughs> but like, yet he's a. T- I don't know. Are the Eternals? Just, I don't. Know. I don't know much about the Eternals. It's a fucking problem. Um. Because that's the thing. Because I think I think it's the Eternals. I think I think it's like it's it's either the Eternals and the Deviants, or like the Eternals are the whole name of them, and there's like the Deviants and like the regular ones. Yeah, because like our Thanos is a Titan. Like uh, there's a lot of things to it, and like he's able to hold an Infinity Stone because he's part of that race of like godlike beings for him to obtain it and hold it in his hand and snap his fingers and not die. So whatever concept art cool um bill and ted face the music so it's gonna be so weird to see keanu reeves really back in that mode like that whoa yo man like whoa like after john wick and he's such a badass now for this new generation of people and his little resurgence that he got going on yeah he, he and I'm, I'm more than happy to hear it and they actually casted their daughters who it's gonna be alex alex winter will be played by bridget lundy Payne and samara weaving so that's gonna be interesting because I'm wondering, like, are their kids gonna be like them, like radical dude? Like, I think that's what they said in the casting. I think they kind of hinted yes. that that would be the case. Fuck yes, I really hope they're just like them, and it's like a fucking full out comedy, you know, like maybe a little family drama. But he's like, "Sorry, daughter," and just like fuck, her. <laughs> <laughs> like so, like talk about these girls. Like, Lundy Payne's credits is atypical in The Glass Castle, while Weaving is best known for her role in The Babysitter from Netflix. And three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Whatever, I'm, 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 I'm excited. You know, Bill and Ted. I've watched it on Hulu, which is such a great addition. And yeah, that's the main thing I have to say. It's like it's gonna be so weird to see him come out like all comedic and shit because he hasn't done that in a while. Um, the last comedic role he had was a movie that was just released uh, with Ali Wong. Um, yeah, uh, may always be my baby. Yeah, which I just saw, and it was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, people were loving it, man. I gotta watch it just because. I mean, I like I like Randall Park, and I like I love well, I love Keanu Reeves, but uh, I, yeah, I gotta check it out. Yeah, Ali Wong is just fucking a beast with their stand up, and I mean, what do you, what, what's Bill and Ted to you? You know, I've, did, I've, did I've you actually grow up, never seen it. 
You've never seen? Okay, I was about to say, like, I don't know. This was like, so this was I, my, the only reason I know is because my older brothers, you know? So I don't know if, like, someone my age, like, would see it without an older sibling to, like, show it to them. I so, agree. Um, but, like, having this come back and with the success of Dumb and Dumber, like, you know, coming back into, like, modern day, and they're still doing this movie. So maybe they can break that chain and make a good movie. Who knows? I thought the same thing. So we'll move on from there. During an interview with Parade, you know, Sigourney Weaver was asked about reuniting with Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd for the new film, and she replied, it's going to be crazy working with the guys again. So so they never really confirmed her, but I'm pretty sure she kind of just put the nail in the coffin, but who knows? At FanFest this weekend was was the big Ghostbusters convention, Mm -hmm. and they confirmed bill murray dan Aykroyd, sigourney um and i think they said ernie hudson too all everybody Finally. everybody who's alive they all read yeah. the script so like they Finally. all got the script which means they're all written in the script thank you so God. it's basically i'm i'm they they better cgi how to ramus they better cgi egon that's like that's what i was about that's like that's cgi him as a ghost that's all yes yes use his leftover yes. audio footage because they they've recorded so many lines for the ghostbusters video game take some of the recorded um voices from the video game do like they're doing like in toy story 4 with mr potato head and just use archived footage and archived voices and cgi it. him as a ghost and just like add him into a story like in the beginning and at the end or just at the end just have him appear at the end but have him in the film because it's just such bs that bill murray was a dickhead and, and kept it in like development hell forever and now all of a sudden they want to make the film after harold pass like make it put him in the movie somehow hold on no I, i'm gonna i'm in complete agreement because i actually when this first the first news came up for this m- movie co- happening my friend i asked him like would you be okay with uh, harold ramus to be an actual ghost as a cameo. And he's like, nah, I don't even want to see it. I'm like, that, because that's the thing. I want it to be like a little two minute cameo where at the end of the movie, like they stop the ghost and blah, blah, blah. All the f- spirits are flying. And then you see, you know, the ghost come up, um, Harold Ramis. And like, that would be such a touching part. You know what I mean? And my thing is like, like for, you know, since the movie's been in development for like decades, they've always like about in the mid 2000s or like early 2000s, they basically were like, um, yeah, the only way you're going to get Bill Murray in the movie, Bill Murray said the only way you're going to get him in the movie is to kill him off in the beginning. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, so here's what we do then. You kill him off in the beginning and then at the end of the film, you show him and Harold and John as ghosts mm. just like chilling out at the at the fire station. Like, hey, yeah. Oh, that would like, bring tears. It, right? Dude, that come on. That would bring tears. Come on. That that's what I'm saying. CGI him too. Like I when you said that, I was like, I fucking said the same exact thing. And I thought they people thought I was crazy. And no, like, they thought I would ruin do. it. They should And do his it. daughter, his daughter, I believe I believe his daughter, they asked him, because he's she's really invested in the franchise. Uh they asked him, they're like, Hey, are you um are you okay with them doing that? And he's like, then she was like, yeah, if the fans want it and they do it tastefully, my dad would, my dad would have been down with it. And like, it would be the perfect bow to the series if they were to like, you know, even though it's a handoff, but like, if it just ended right there, it'd be good. You know, yep, it, exactly. it, it yep. would have closure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to find, there's a final tidbit, Godzilla versus King Kong. Um, they want to delay it a little bit so they can give, you know, make it a plus for movie fans. And it was originally set set to release at Friday, March 13th. So it was kind of released with Invisible Man, other films like Onward, and A Quiet Place 2, and Mulan. Released. Don't you say that. 
<laughs> but it's I mean I saw God I saw Godzilla is okay but if you need to push it back why not I'm not really worried about it um we talked about this the, pu- <laughs> the puberty of a fucking monster sized gorilla <laughs> who knows he's a teenager I, I whatever it's just whatever I'm I'm cool with it what about you man yeah I mean I, I'm excited for the film if they want to push it a little bit that's fine I'm fine with that yeah, I mean, all right, that's like our last tidbit of the day, so I'm going to wrap it up. Guys, Like, this is kind of a late episode. Um, might be wrapping up a little fast because, you know, it is 9 o'clock and we do want to watch the Square Enix. Is about to... Yeah, it's about to drop. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'm your host, Aaron Gomez, joined by Keanu. Episodes every Monday, usually if I'm not a bum or hungover on Sundays. But anyways, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. And we guys, we love it that you guys are supporting us. Be sure to find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, finally. And finally, YouTube. So we'll see you guys next time.